Yeah, we're doing yeah. both live and Spotify tonight, so they're yeah. probably going to be plagued by our voices <laughs> again. <laughs> we're coming back, Spotify. You better to clean your ears out. Anyhow. That's a lot of language. I know, right. Pastor Tony's just looking at us like, you're crazy. All right, so, of course, in true Portals fashion, I even have to get you know, back adjusted. Let me get adjusted. I'm Ready? Mm. All right. Get, get back into the Portals podcast and Spotify adjustment. Anyway, um, Pastor Tony, of course, you always lead us in the intro of our Portals podcast. So tell us a little bit about your sermon there. Well, um, welcome, everyone. I'm glad to be a part of uh, encouraging you in the faith again for another week. Uh, Pastor Robin gave me a word from the Lord twice in one week. One as a result of a dream she had 
That's a bonus. And mm-hmm. um, it's not often that my wife actually ministers to me prophetically <laughs> like that. <laughs> Careful. But um, the Lord said to her in a dream that uh, bravery has nothing to do with strength. Mm. And it's, it was spot on because I, I often, um, you know, align strength and bravery together. You know, mm. I, I, I used to believe to be brave, you had to be strong. Right. Well, the Lord showed... Uh, pastor that you can be brave and very weak at the same time in fact uh, weakness gives a lot more place for bravery than strength does yeah. Amen. alright and so that got me thinking and then on um, I think it was Thursday evening um, pastor got another word from the Lord a dream they were both dreams no one was a word, <laughs> the other was a dream. Oh, I might have got it back to front. No, you didn't. You got it perfect. Okay. Well, the second word was that um, the Lord wanted wanted us to make a discernment um, in the season. He had closed the season of the how, mm-hmm. and he said now he wants to uh, encourage us to ask the why. So, again, a very strong word. Uh, revealed in a dream, and we shared it with some of our leadership team on Thursday evening, but primarily it was a word, again, that the Lord wanted me to hear. So um, the why speaks to motive yeah, and and revelation also. When, you, when you're asking why, you're asking the Lord to reveal his will, his mind, his heart, his purpose, mm-hmm. the how, the what, the where, that'll all get dealt with once we find the the why. Mm. And again, it had me thinking, and I will continue to think on those words for a good you know, month or two because I need a transformation in, in thinking. And um, off the back of that, um, you know, we believe it talk that whatever comes forward from, you know, the front, is usually the same spirit, both morning and evening service, in ministry services, in prayer services. You know, it's the same Holy Spirit that's leading us all. So the Lord is not going to keep contradicting himself, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. And this is where a lot of churches sort of mess it up a bit, you know. Some are going left, some are going right, some are going up, some are going down. And they're saying, oh, this is all the word of the Lord. Well, sounds like God is confused, but he's not. So my word was, on the back of those two words, mm-hmm. how do you apply the why to evangelism? Mm. And I wanted to take the stigma out. I felt the Lord wanted to take the stigma out of this fear that people have about witnessing to people. Because mm-hmm. it's really there, especially in the time in America where Christianity is looked down upon and frowned upon. Right. Because they always associate, well, most associate Christianity with, you know, right sort of leaning politics. Yeah. Um, it's not about politics. It's about rightness or right standing with God. Yeah. And yeah. so um, the the key to correct evangelism and successful uh, evangelism is asking the why. Why does God want us to share the gospel? Mm. Okay. It's not just because it's a commission. It's not just because it's what we do. What's the why behind sharing the gospel? And it comes down to God's love. God really, really, really loves people. 
and doesn't want them to perish. That's the why. And, you know, we, we often go about thinking that preaching is a process, but honestly, if you haven't wept for lost people, then you're not really letting the why hit home. Mm. And so how could you really preach a message if you haven't interceded and wept for people who are lost? That's true, and, and I say that with complete conviction because some of the that revivals in, <laughs> in uh, South America, in Argentina, yeah. in uh, Mexico, believe it or not, Mexico's had revivals. America, um, people wept for months. Wow. Sure. I heard the uh, Argentinian revival of the late 80s. They would, they would go through church buildings with mops, mopping up the tears on the floor. Wow. It was just wet with tears. And that's the Spirit of God. That's the Spirit of God weeping for the lost. So, again, um, not to put any sort of guilt on anyone or condemnation, but at least it gives us an idea that God wants us to engage in loving the lost enough to, you know, appeal to his mercy and grace. And so I took out a very good example of the why with Jonah, the prophet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Even your laugh. Jonah, Jonah so was... Uh, so good. Was good. I won't say he was dysfunctional as a prophet. He was definitely disobedient. Mm. Okay? But his disobedience was based on the fact that he knew God's character was merciful. It was gracious. It was forgiving. It was yeah. patient. And because he knew who God was, yeah. and because Jonah did know the why, Jonah knew why God was sending him to Nineveh, because he wanted to forgive Nineveh. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. You know? But yet still disobedient. It's like asking <laughs> the, your worst enemy. You know, it's like God asking you to go to your worst enemy and give him grace. How hard would that be? Ouch. Oh, right. <laughs> um, do I have to answer that life? No. Anyway. So uh, that was a, a basic sum up of what I was sharing. And, and again, you know, I just want to say this before... Dr. Robin gets up and speaks. Um, Pastor shared a word at the beginning of the year about the year of plenty. We both did, actually. We said year, the 2020 was the year of plenty. And uh-huh. it's been plenty. And plenty... That is an understatement. Is a, <laughs> plenty is a generalised <laughs> word. Plenty means plenty of anything that God anything. wants. The, the spirit of why we said plenty was especially connected to plenty of harvest okay and so um the pastors and leaders of talk are in agreement to this vision the lord wants to begin adding to us again you know another wave of grace towards salvation and that's why i wanted to start removing some of the preconceived ideas about evangelism Mm, so mm. maybe maybe I've said enough there, Pastor. Maybe you want to add now? No, maybe you could just share the testimony without going into names about... Yeah, this the, is incredible. ...about uh, the word Jonah and how two young men came up. And oh, it's wow. a miracle. The power of the prophetic, So just a quick... I hope it's a quick testimony. Um, it's fine. I was going to just bring, a, bring out the teaching on you know, um, taking away all of the uh, the misconceptions about evangelism. So I sat in pastor's office before the service started and I said, Pastor, do you have any particular word that you feel we need to share uh, to the church tonight? She said, 
you know, she reminded me of the word that I got about the how. Mm. Moving away from um, the how to the why. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, well, I don't really, I haven't really prepared anything for that except to say that I might be able to connect it to evangelism. So pastor said, sure, anyway. So that got me thinking about, I, I went before the Lord and the Lord reminded me of the, the story of Jonah. Now, the that testi- was in five minutes before you had to preach. Yeah, that was literally like five or ten minutes before we, we came in into the service. Two young men came to service tonight and let me tell you, they were lapping up the service from start to finish. Yeah, their hearts they, were mm. really open. They had oh, been wow. recommended to come by one of our former members mm-hmm. to the service and be encouraged. Anyway, these two young men sat down and they went through the whole service didn't blink an eyelid. They mm. were just glued. And they heard the message about Jonah and Peter and how they're, you know, they're both connected spiritually. Mm-hmm. Okay? And if you need to know how Jonah the prophet and Peter the apostle are connected, you'll have to watch the, uh, the broadcast on, <laughs> on media. Yeah, it'll be available tomorrow night on our yeah. Facebook page. Very, very powerful message. Yeah, and, and after the service, we had a prayer line opened up. Pastor Natalie was praying for people in general, but this young man came up from the aisle and he introduced himself and he, he said that he was re- uh, recommended to come by a mutual friend, so we did. Anyway, prior to coming to the church, him and his friend were talking about his his newborn baby was going to be born very soon and how him and his wife were choosing the name Jonah mm. to name their son. Actually, let, let's get straight. Uh. He got this word before he married his wife mm. and said, the Lord said they were going to have a baby boy and he was to call him Jonah. Jonah. Okay. So she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant. She's now They're pregnant. married. She's pregnant. She's 20-something, 20 28, 28 weeks, weeks pregnant. pregnant. And the story goes from there. So he comes tonight to get a word for Jonah. Mm. Why? Tell him why. Um, the, the doctors have been doing their regular checkups on his wife and, and they've basically concluded the the baby size is too small, there's something wrong. Mm. But they don't know what's wrong. They're just saying the baby is too small for this gestation period. And then they began discussing termination possibilities. Oh, Oh my gosh. Invasive actions towards this 28-month-old child in the womb and literally almost trying to enforce their opinion on the mother and the father. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they've been struggling because they know God gave this word about their boy being called Jonah and that he's going to be very much someone who reaches out to people who don't normally get reached. Mm. Uh, Evangelism. Evangelism. Wow. So they come to church tonight and the whole word is about how Jonah and evangelism go together. The power of the Holy Spirit, look at that. And so... Um, we prophesied over them both and then Pastor felt led to pray for, you know, uh, little Jonah in the womb. Mm-hmm. So this young man's going to bring his wife to the prayer meeting on Tuesday night and then um, on Sunday to the evening service for Dr. Robin to pray over his wife. Reason being is Pastor has prayed for, you know, hundreds, I'd say, hundreds of 
women who've been either barren, who've had uh, diagnosis on their pregnancies that are fatal diagnoses. Mm-hmm. Like one's going to be one woman in, in heaven with babies that you've prophesied. True. Right. Go ahead. One woman me. in Florida during the uh, Brownsville re- revival was told by the doctors her baby is dead. She's going to give birth to a stillborn. Mm-hmm. And so Pastor and I were at a roller skating rink just fellowshipping with some of the church members and this, this woman was there. She was eight months pregnant and they're telling her she's going to give birth to a dead baby. Mm. Unbelievable. Anyway, um, we, we had a break off the roller skating rink and Pastor begins prophesying over this woman and her husband and she tells this woman, thus says the Lord, this child is alive and not dead. You're going to give birth to a normal child. Well, you know, I freaked out because mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, Rob, are you sure you're, you're really are stepping you out sure? here? Are you sure you heard and God? You know, and oh, Pastor, often she taps my hand like this so no one can see. She goes, Tony, just, just calm down. <laughs> she often says that. Not the tap. <laughs> I even went home and I said, Rob, really, you really stepped out. It's going to oh, be pretty boy, risky. Oh, this is a big one you said. This is a big because one. Because... What was happening was we were giving words to pastors and leaders from all over the world that were coming to the revival. And if this got out, let, and again, the fear was if she gave birth to a... Unbrave. A stillborn, <laughs> right? And our reputation would be shot. Yeah. Anyway, um, we actually left the United States uh, when the baby was born. No, Perfect no. baby. We were still there. Really? We were, yep, yep, because... Dr. Kilpatrick got up, I mean, John Kilpatrick got up and said, uh, first he took me in the office and he said, this is the little baby. Oh. And uh, (laughs) praise the Lord. (laughs) And then he got up before the church and said, this baby was supposed to be born dead. But the word of the Lord said it would be alive. And look, here's this little baby. Wow. Wow. So when we told um, this young man about that testimony about there's been hundreds, literally hundreds of women that were barren and have children, um, he, he was encouraged. He wanted to bring his wife to get prayer uh, this, this week. So that's the testimony. And then his friend who we, you know, met for the first time, mm. um, we called him as an evangelist to the South American continent. Wow. And again, not knowing anything about this young right, man, they were new. he's just flooded with tears because Bowling. his whole life he's wanted to go to South America and preach to young people the gospel. He's, he's been to Puerto Rico because mm-hmm. I said from the Lord that he was going to supply food and clothing basta, and education. Basta. you got to say Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. <laughs> just tell him the rest, how you said supply food and yeah, clothing. And, um, after I finished giving the word about supplying their needs, not just their spiritual needs but their physical needs, he, he testified that he'd been to Puerto Rico supplying food, clothing, education, the whole the whole caboodle. Wow. Come on. Yeah. And the reason that, that's called the word of knowledge, mm-hmm. prophecy in a word of knowledge, and that that man knew that God was speaking to him because their conversation before they came to church was on those two things, naming, you know, young Jonah the baby Jonah and his call as an evangelist 
And this man's call as an evangelist to young people, that's what they were talking about. And so God comes along. We don't know them at all. Yeah. And we're speaking what they were talking about in the car before they came. And that solidified their faith. They knew yeah. God spoke wow. to them today because God was telling them the why. Amen yeah. to that. Isn't that something? And that why. Said enough. And he yeah. was saying to them why they came tonight. Yeah. They came tonight for God to speak about little Jonah. Wow. Amen to that. We're going to take a short break. You guys take a Selah moment to process those testimonies. That's that a good was testimony. That was a great testimony to, to start. Yeah. I know. Uh, the podcast. So, guys, we'll be right back shortly. Hallelujah. And for Portals Live family, we're going to open up the question box now. Our team, we're still online with you guys. You're watching online because you get to ask questions. The people on the podcast have to watch this back, but we're going to open up the question box. So begin to input your questions for tonight's message and the things you want to ask our leadership because I believe that there will be a lot of questions because it was a powerful sermon. When we come back, I really want to touch on something, Shanae, that Pastor Tony said. Oh, yes, please. About depersonalizing the gospel. When he said that tonight, I almost threw my iPad at you. Because the results, being result-oriented. And also we need to touch on about children. Yeah. Because that's the my generations. Theme. Yeah, that's mm. my theme. When you said that, sons of Adam. Yeah. So please touch on that. Because that will really show you that children's lives are important to mm. the Lord. And then I want to touch on... Pastor Robin talked. There's a lot to touch on tonight. I know. You said an hour. So wanna, we're, how are yeah. we going to... I want to... How are we going to do... The Holy Spirit will do it. I'm not asking okay. how. <laughs> right. I was like... Uh, <laughs> but she's okay. got here a couple of points um, that we want to go over. Um, she's got... Uh, Pastor Tony said, our responsibility is to be motivated by the message, not results. Um, the why will motivate you to the how. Mm -hmm. That was really powerful. And then... Um, we, the Lord is taking our eyes off the how onto the why in this season. And then I want to talk about how at the end, which I'm sure there'll be a lot of questions on this. Why does the why not speak louder than the why? Mm. Because a lot of us will ask why not before we'll ask why. So let's go back in, shall we? Oh, boy. <gasps> and I'm going to add uh -huh. a little bit more to it before you go, and that is I'm going to leave you with a very, very important question that I mentioned tonight at church, and that is, would God save a city for one? Oh, Jesus. We about to go in, girl. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I can hear you. Right. Just oh, right. okay. Awesome. Let's go. Um, How long? This this last one was 20 minutes. How long you want to go for this recording-wise? That's oh. 50 minutes. Same, uh, same segment. 20? Yeah. 20. Because we're doing it for Portals Live. I mean, online they're we watching sound, us now. We sound like a Holy Spirit auctioning office. <laughs> you got 20, 25, 25. 20 minutes right. of the Holy Spirit, 20, 20, 20 minutes of miracles. 27, 20, can I get 20? Can I get 25? Oh, can I get 30? Please. No, we're moving on to 40. We have people that are actually wanting to hear these questions and get answers. <laughs> so keep all that till later. 20 is good. Each on segment. the way home. <laughs> Let's go. Torque New York presents the official launch of Torque TV a brand new way to watch Torque New York 
anytime, anywhere. Get 24-7 access to unlimited shows, classes, seminars, and more. View your content on your favorite device. Commercial free. Access exclusive shows, seminars, and more. And with new content added monthly, you'll always have something fresh and inspiring and challenging to watch. Even tune into our live classes from the School of Apostles and Prophets in NYC. Choose the subscription option that suits you. Sign up today by visiting torqueTV.org and click the Watch Now button. Torque TV. Equip. Inspire. Mature. We're definitely gonna do it tonight. I'm asking why. <laughs> so open up your eyes. <laughs> wait, that means I gotta do a jingle for this one. This oh, is true. you might have to wait because I don't have the capacity tonight to do a jingle. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, Lord Jesus. Yes, you can. If you, you get gonna... the why, you'll be able oh. to. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I got my jingle assistant here, Christina, so she can help me. Oh, the wow. rhyming queen. Mm hmm. All right, guys. So hopefully you guys, you know, sat down and had a Selah moment with the Lord to process oh, yeah. just the goodness of God um, to do what he did today through service and also through this message. Duh. Um, so I don't want to waste any time. We have a lot to talk about and uncover and a lot to cover. I mean, um, answer as far as questions go. So. Yeah. Carry on, Porto's team, carry on. Well, the first question that we have is coming from um, Brandon, who's asking, mm. where is my parking spot? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> focusing the on the where. Ask the why. <laughs> Maybe he wants you to keep going around oh. so you can hear this. Oh, oh Jesus. Well. Hello, I'll tell you, this is, this is God. Ask why. <laughs> Why has God got you not finding your spot just yet? <laughs> and I'm the person to I've done ask this many because times. We, we have done the orbits, the parking orbit oh, for Lord hours. The Holy Spirit orbit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's the question? Enjoy the trip. That was the first question. But what I wanted to bring up was you talked about um, in the message and you related it to evangelism, but I could also relate it to any aspect of our lives because you were talking about how Jonah was ready to ask why not, in, you know, for himself, and he was not ready to ask God why. He was ready to quote God, why not? You, this is why you shouldn't be giving the people of Nineveh grace. Mm. And a lot of us do that. So I think that, and this is where the Holy Spirit's leading me as, as we're talking, I, I believe the why not comes as a result, all those questions will come as a result of personalising everything and... Um, in a way that's not godly, mm. making it personal. When God is asking you just to be the vessel, you said tonight, it's not your job to, you know, produce the response or to judge the response that that person gives you. All your job is to do is to let love motivate your message yeah. and let that response be left with that person and the Holy Spirit. And yeah. I think that that even overflows into every area of life, not just evangelism. Yeah, it's true. You know? So can you speak to that? 
Well, I brought the example out about you know, when you go fishing, and I know some some of our audience probably have never been fishing at all. I've been all, fishing. I caught one bass once. Excellent. I think. But I mean, can you uh, can you imagine when uh, uh, someone goes fishing, you know, man or woman, that they felt rejected every time they didn't catch a fish? Um, there are people. You, you, you wouldn't be fishing for very long. Yeah. You know, for the amount of time you put into your fishing expeditions, and the results you get. It could be very discouraging, but the funny thing about when you get that fishing fever, you just want to keep going out and catching more. Right. And so it's the same with the gospel. Like, why do we fall apart when someone doesn't receive the words of the gospel uh. that we share? And the only reason I find is that you usually you personalise the preaching of the gospel. You, the re their rejection of the word of God. Oh, I say this. Is connected to rejecting you, and that should not be. Ooh. They when they reject your testimony, when they reject your preaching of the gospel, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting God. Mm -hmm. Isn't that the seriousness of what we're saying? But we feel discouraged because obviously we are God's instrument, and therefore when they reject the word of the Lord, we take that personally. And the key to successful evangelism is to depersonalize it. All we're called to do is make the gospel available. The Holy Spirit is in control of the responses. Mm -hmm. And Pastor, if I can, I think that was the exact problem that Jonah had. He was personalizing it because he was judging. It was results oriented. And he was basically saying to the Lord, well, you're not going to get the result that you want from these people. Ooh. You know, and it's funny because you talked about not the how, but because Jonah asked how and not why, yeah. the how led to a false response of in him all the why nots. So if we keep asking how, it will never leave us, never lead us lead back us. to the why. Never It'll lead always us. lead us to the why nots. It'll always and we'll have a list mm. of, to present to God of why yes. not this should happen or why not he's, he's not capable to do it or why yeah. not I'm not capable to do it. Yeah, always negative. Yes. Always, always negative. And the why has to lead the conversation. Yeah. Nothing like the how, the when, the where. Yeah. And that, that or the why not. It does not stir faith. It doesn't yeah. grow faith. Yeah. So the why causes you to go back and inquire of the Lord because you want it revealed. Mm. Whereas Whoa. the how will always analyse and it will deflect and detour you. Yeah, and I feel like the Holy Spirit's even showing... Even, sorry, sorry. I feel like the Holy Spirit's showing, even as you're saying that, that, that deflection of the how, and then it leads us to a false rema, where instead of getting the why, we respond with the why not, or we think that God is giving us the Ooh. why not, not the why. Like... What I'm saying is because we're focusing on the peripherals of how and when and where mm. and what time and what person and, you know, then we get, then the enemy says, well, here's all the reasons why not this is not going to come to pass. Here's all the reasons why not you're not qualified. Here's all the reasons why not, you know, God's not going to do it for you. And I've been asking the Lord, why is it so easy for me to default? Because I'm all about, you know, pathways, that pathway of when God sees his able to do something, and you addressed it tonight in worship, you said, if you know you're loved, mm -hmm. then you're not afraid. Yeah. That's right. You're and, not insecure. And, but then that's a question of why. Mm. Because why are you afraid? 
because you don't know that sure. you're not loved. That's that you it. know that you're not loved. That's so it. you know there what I'm saying? Is. So there's this Every whole day. relationship here where when God is leaning us towards his spirit to ask why, we would rather focus on the how. Then I feel like the enemy takes that and he leads us down this false reamer path of all the why nots. And he puts God's voice on it as to say, God's not going to tell you why. He's going to tell you why not. Mm. And he's going to tell you why not. You know, you're not perfect enough. You haven't performed enough. You're not a good Christian enough. And then so you start spitting to the Holy Spirit all the reasons why not. Am I right in yeah, saying it that? Like Moses. Very, yeah, it's, very it's, true. It's very, like, very true. It's like a total, else, yeah. like, you know, hijacking of the Lord's voice. Very, yeah. very true. And very that comes true. from focusing so much on the how. Jonah focused on the how. Well, how are you going to do it? Mm. This is Nineveh we're talking about. <laughs> These are the Assyrians. These are the actually, worst of the worst. Actually, yeah. it was because Jonah knew that God was going to get the results. Oh, that's even worse. Oh, my gosh. So he, he objected. He knew God was gracious. Yeah. He knew God was kind. He knew God was patient. And he, he knew God was going to save Nineveh. That's why he, he chose to go the opposite direction. Wow. Because Stop God it. wasn't fitting in his theological box. Oh, yeah. in the box. Yeah. The box that we broke tonight. Yeah. And so sometimes the Lord sends us to people that we don't feel are worthy of salvation. Mm. Wow. And I think that comes down to uh, we have to get back to the beginning of why evangelism? Why does God do it this way? Why does he want to do it this way? There's got to be a heap of reasons for all that. Mm -hmm. And you know what that comes down to? Him wanting relationship with his people, the ones he created. He wants yeah. to have family. That's why. Yeah. Family is the most important thing to God. Family. Ooh. And how is it different to you and me? Mm. God wants his family. Yeah. And that's why. That's why. So we go back to the why, and it will lead us to the how, the what, the when, the will, everything. Yeah. And what you said tonight, um, that really, really hit me about the bravery and the strength, you know, because I'm someone that, you know, physically I like to be strong and even spiritually and, Word. you know, emotionally I want to be strong. Um, but yet... When you said that word that you got for pastor when we were at yeah. home and you shared it with me and you said, what's the difference between bravery and strength? And straight away the Lord took me to Peter yeah. and walking on the water, you know, and that was bravery because Peter didn't have the strength to actually, you know, walk on water physically. Mm -hmm. So the Lord was showing me in my own personal relationship and revelation, bravery is when you don't have strength but you step out to rely on his strength. Come on. You know, right. uh, strength is when you feel like you can do something. Like, you know, just an example, like l last night, Pastor Tony built this amazing drum cage behind us, a man of many talents. And um, we've had issues some programming issues with our lights. Like in some, something that was meant to happen where I was to be trained, it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And so for nearly nine months, we haven't been able to work certain lights. Now, I didn't go to school for this. I didn't, you know trained to be a lighting technician. But I got so frustrated last night because I think I spent about three to four hours researching YouTube videos, like trying to be like, 
you know, mm-hmm. and then I literally like threw my phone on the floor and I was like, okay, Lord, I can't do it. I've got no strength. And it was in that moment that I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, okay, now we can go somewhere. Right. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Okay, okay. And then I kid you not, maybe five minutes later, I came upon this YouTube link and I just said, Holy Spirit, I want you to lead me to the right link. I'm not doing this with you. You're going to do it and I'm just going to be the vessel. You know what I'm saying? And so, he just, and I just, like that parking, just click on this link. You know, sometimes the Lord will say, turn right here, turn left here. Wait 10 minutes. Someone's about to move. We've had those experiences. Brendan, ask the Lord why. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I heard the Holy Spirit say, click on this link. Clicked on the link. It was exactly what I needed. Now, I, I kid you not, Shania, I have searched YouTube for this very thing wow. in instructionals for about nine months. I've gone like for hours. This video was there the whole time. I just didn't see it. Mm. And then the Holy Spirit led me, clicked on it. It was exactly what I needed. And within 10 minutes, I Figured fixed the problem that I was trying to, you know, eradicate for nine <laughs> months. Again, I was strong, trying to do it in my own strength. And there was no bravery there because I wasn't ready to let go of my strength and rely on his strength. Yeah. So I think that's what true bravery is. When you're ready to let go of your strength mm. and you're ready to step out even when you have no strength and say, because of you, I'm strong. And so it's easy. That to, leads to the why. It's easy to uh, step out when you've got the strength oh. because you're relying upon yourself. But when you're weak and you step out, then you're taking a major risk. Like you did with that woman. Major, major risk, you know. And so, um, you know, and then faith arises up in you, you see. And so... Um, we need to inquire and ask the why because God is in the season of speaking about the why and revealing. Revealing is with why because it reveals the motive of the heart. Mm. Whereas uh, the how works with method. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it reveals Ooh. that it's all about the way you do it. Um. Yeah, I was going to bring up what you said about the strength being our own. And that was the difference. Definitely. Between the bravery, one aspect of the difference between bravery and strength was that strength signified that we were doing it um, and probably adding God to it and calling that being brave, but that has nothing to do with it. (laughs) I think the reason why, Pastor, that God was speaking to you personally about this word that he gave you that you're strong, but you're not brave. And that wasn't cruel. That was to show you that you've been thinking they're the same, but mm. they're nothing to do with each other. Mm-hmm. And it right. was because you've just done the 10 M's to do with motive and message and uh, method, mm-hmm. you see. Mm-hmm. And I think that this would enhance when you do it again, you'll be able to separate the difference and say, well, motive is something that speaks about why with revelation and it brings bravery, mm. whereas method speaks about you and you doing it and you analysing it. We need to ask the Lord, if it's not working, then why? Maybe he will say your method. Maybe he will say 
your message, whatever he says, there's a why attached to it. I think I need a bucket. <laughs> I'm getting nauseous up here. <laughs> Talk about this set me free. Um, no, it's I, I I'm loving having that distinction um, as for for a person that is getting free from having my own strength through circumstances. You know, I it's hard for me to we said in worship to take your hands off sometimes, and I, I'm sure anybody can go through that. Not just your circumstance put you through that, but also uh, something one of you guys said about how the Lord will give you circumstances too so he can show you like this is the time to take yeah. your hands off. This yeah. is the time. Here you go. Let me the show you this. Cooker. Right. Yeah. Let me show you that you don't have that much strength like you, you thought you did because yeah. I'm telling you. Take hmm. your hands off it. There you go. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. That was beautiful. All right, guys. But so you know what? We should ask the question. Let's go deeper. Why don't we take our hands off? Yeah, no. because control. Why can go results. in many areas. Yeah. In well, let's many get rooms. Yeah. Into these areas and rooms after break. That's it. And just to give you guys an update, Brandon has found parking. Yes, he found some parking. Oh, he stepped out and he, he asked the question, question why. He asked the question why. And God answered him and then he found parking. But let's talk about this when we come if right. Was, if only it was like that every single time. Oh, God help me when I go home tonight. <laughs> we'll pray. We'll pray. Thank you, Jesus. Hello again, everybody. Pastor Nate here. And with a special important update regarding Dipping Night and how we're uh, going to be conducting Dipping Night in this crazy time. So we are not stopping Dipping Night. Pastor Robin has given us the go ahead. And so Dipping Night will now be moving completely online. So we are going to be opening registrations this week. We're going to be having our prophetic groups, our prophetic art and our prophetic leadership groups all operating via our Zoom online virtual web conferencing so we are excited. This is going to be a new venture for us. So if you want to have more information, please go to dippingnight.talknyc.org or you can uh, visit our Facebook page and see social posts that will be posted shortly about it. And uh, we are requiring everyone to RSVP ahead of time so that we can just manage, you know, the um, people coming in. But yeah, we encourage you to join us because God is speaking in this time. There's not a shortage of the word of the Lord. He's speaking and we want to hear what he's saying. So go to dippingnight.talknyc.org and find out how to register now. Thank you. Three, two, one. Where we? I just. I, I don't that. know what you yeah. said. I don't know what you just. It's said. all right. I'm qualified. It's all right. You qualified. <laughs> be weak. Be weak in a moment. You messed that jingle up. <laughs> I messed that jingle up. <laughs> you messed that jingle up. That doesn't mean I messed up. Exactly. There it is. Well, nothing has changed when it comes to the portals team and their sub portals because <laughs> we definitely got into a quick sub portal. And again, guys, if you're listening to us via our outlets of Spotify and Apple and Anchor, we are also recording this live via our Facebook page right. on Torque NY. Yes. So you can also find us on a, our uh, Facebook page. Then you can see what we look like. Hi. And listen to the questions that you might not have yes. heard on the 
And you get access to our sub portals. (laughs) Pastor Rob wants to come in on hot. Come on, go ahead. I just want to clarify Clarify. With everything that's going on out there, you know, we could go down. Really, really, if we went by our emotions, we could go down. But my faith is in that when the Lord, when the devil comes in like a flood, Mm. the Lord raises up a standard. So he's coming in like a flood. So I'm looking for the standard that God's raising up in this situation. See, that builds faith to me. Mm. That builds faith to me. I am brave to trust my Lord. Mm. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week. Yes. About. The conscience. Um, yes. Yeah. And just having what you just said, how we were talking about how we, f- we fight our, the enemy. Yeah. Through our conscience and try to go straight into rebuke and go straight into yep. the, the manual things. Yeah. The how and, you know, the how you're feeling at the moment and attacking that. Versus being brave to stand out and step out to be like, okay, I see this battle ahead of me, but my God yeah. is the one that has won all battles. So my, can I and just I, and I want to bring in, Come on. I want to bring in what? Get Give yourself the gem. Do it if you like. <laughs> come on, that's yours. Hey, hey. <laughs> Make us up, Shanae. Oh, my Lord. I want to bring in what you said, Pastor Robin, in the, in the sub portal, because that is... That just hit me when I was, you know how sometimes we're not actively listening? Well, sorry, I wasn't actively listening. But then I, when you were saying it again, it just hit me. You said you risk everything. That's what true bravery is. But whenever I think of being brave, I always think of an action. Like I've got to be brave to do this. But you said true yeah. bravery is risking everything to believe that he yeah. loves you that much. So that's it's more than um, an action. It's more than an action. Jesus. It's a spirit emotion. Because that's what we got to risk in this whole thing. Did you hear thing. what I just yeah. said? It's a spirit emotion. It doesn't come from your soul. Mm. It comes from your spirit. Because that's true risk. When the headlines are telling you the world's going to end, when the headlines are telling you there's going to be war, when the headlines are telling you this shutdown's not going to finish, everything's going to, like, you know, go into a new normal, you've got to risk not believing that and risk, that's true bravery, mm-hmm. risk everything to not believe it and believe what God has said and that he loves you Amen. enough to not let you go. <laughs> right. And see, this is where I think we also trip up sometimes is because we combat these things with facts. We combat these things in our own strength Mm -hmm. of, you know, not trying to believe these statistics and the the media, not getting bogged down. But we're getting bogged down because of our own strength of trying to combat it, whether it's fighting opinions of our family, friends, ourselves and each other, whatever that might be. But then. What you guys are saying is to step step out in the spirit realm of being right. brave. Because mm. your saying, spirit has emotion. Come on. And it's not a negative thing. Come on. It's a it's a, a going forward thing. It's a I hate the word positive because that's been thrown around yeah. too much <laughs> right, in right, the right. church these we don't days. Care about that. But it's <laughs> really, really what the Lord is saying, you know, that bravery. I trust my Lord. Yeah. Mm. That's where my bravery lies. 
right. in my Lord. That's where your sword is. Come on. And I think that's where the how comes in. When you listen to all of the facts, the facts will tie in always with the how. Because mm-hmm. how will always lead you to facts. Pastor Robin said it from the stage tonight, but why will always lead you to revelation. Right. You know, and going back to what I said in the sub portal, and that's when we have the choice. Okay, do I let my weakness identify me as being who I am in this moment Mm -hmm. and keep me in this box Mm -hmm. or do I let it qualify me for your strength, Jesus? I'm going to risk everything. Even when the world says that it's going to end, I'm going to risk everything and believe that you love me enough and that you've got me in the palm of your hand. And that's true bravery, risking everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's when all of those other voices tend to die off Mm -hmm. when you're ready to step out and risk everything. I'm telling Mm. you, this season, I don't praise God for the shutdown in that sense, but I never would be at the place I am with the Lord Jesus Christ if I did not go through what we've gone through in the last four and a half to five months. I mean, God has cleaned up some things and He's got me relying on Him in a way that, you know, is probably, like you said, the pressure cooker. The Holy Spirit had to pressure cook a system where he used every trial and tribulation for mm-hmm. his glory. Right. You know, and not like what we said in the other previous portal where I've tried to do it in my own strength, yeah. where I take something that the enemy meant for bad and turn it into good. Yeah. Do you Ooh. know one of the things that will help us to understand is when the Jews were being persecuted mm. and taken to the gas chambers and such, and they were just going along with it. Yeah. You know, naively going along yep. with it, be, believing such lies. And it was like they had to be pushed into the corner. Mm. And you see, once you push a Jew into yep. the corner, they'll come back fighting. Sure will. And that's when the resistance rose up and they started fighting in those places. I think it was some um, some of the, they don't have it, call them a suburb. What did they call them? Ghettos. Ghettos. Mm-hmm. That's where the word ghetto comes from. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the ghettos. They were fighting in the ghettos and because they realised what was happening. If you push someone into the corner, by the grace of God, they're going to come out brave fighting because of God Ooh. and what he says. And what he says is, when the enemy comes in like a flood, mm. the Lord God will raise up a standard. Why aren't we looking for the standard rather than the flood the enemy's bringing in? Oh, Jesus. I think it's going to go back to the fear concept because you said fear is us not knowing that Mm. God can do this stuff. But it's also us not knowing that we can do it. So it challenges us in our own strength and challenge God at the same time and leaves us stagnant Either way. Yeah. So I just thought that was, that just popped in my mind. I think what you said too is important. The strength that we can have, the Lord's showing me my strength doesn't look as evil as I think it looks. Mm -hmm. And because when I think of, oh, that's my strength, I always think of pleasing God. Yeah. Pleasing God. Not believing can be holding it together in my own strength. Pleasing God when we. You know what I mean? Like, not, not. Oh, I'm not going to turn on that. Oh, I'm not going to listen to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, now there's a point of where there's a filtering out, Mm -hmm. but there's a point of where it's you holding it all together, you know? And then there's a point where you've got to say, Lord, I'm weak as water. Yeah. So we we really come back to 
Does our strength please God? Is he impressed with our strength? Yeah. Is he impressed with our strength? Because he's not impressed with anything but what the Holy Spirit does. That's, That's a revelation. <laughs> Way to tie it in. And that's the truth. So therefore we go back and we say, why? Mm. And then the Holy Spirit says, this is why. Yeah. Because you think God is impressed with your actions. Ooh. And you think you're impressing God with your sacrifice. Ooh, say this, this helped me tonight. Instead of just being obedient to the will of God. Oh. Come yeah, on, because she said this. She said this tonight to me when we had a little debrief for Collide, because Collide's about to go some places, uh-huh. and God's ready to set some mm-hmm. foundation up. You Cleaning know, so it up starts clean and it starts right. Yeah. But she said, Pastor said this tonight, and again, it just hit me when Pastor says something. She said, "You can stay up all night working on something to give God the best, but when are you going to realize that you are the best?" Yeah. So if you think that that is giving God the best, but yet you getting like two hours of sleep and not being present when you're serving on stage and not getting the best out of worship for yourself, that's what he wants. That's the best. You think the product is the best, but he's telling you the vessel is the best. And so I was like, why am I here? (laughs) I'm going to let my mind do the talking. You know, and then going back to what Pastor Tony was saying, which I know he needs to dive in. The best is because we're family. And he said tonight, you can trace every single person. There's, what did you say? There's a oh, genealogy. Please. Yes, please. In have, please bring that out. Ooh, I geez. love it. Well, you know, um, most of us come from uh, descendancies that are pretty mixed up. Like we're not all pure descendants of one particular tribe or nation. It's, you mm. know, intermarriage between... <laughs> Our portal seed just between yeah, having a moment. Have a moment. So many people. The, the reason why I'm saying that is um, I, I asked the church tonight, stand up anybody who's not a son or daughter of Adam. And no one obviously stood up because as believers, we know that we're all descendants of the original couple, the original family, Adam and Eve. And so I was explaining how when Adam and Eve died, God saw all of humanity die with it because we were in their bosom potentially. So, for instance, if we were to trace back your lineage all the way back to Noah and then all the way back to Adam. Mm -hmm. So two things. In the flesh, we're all sons and daughters of Noah Mm-hmm. And we're all sons and daughters of Adam as well. Mm-hmm. So that just takes away from any argument that we're not family. We're in the family of the human race. We all have one ancestor, right? Point. But the why. Why is preaching the gospel so important? Because God saw all of us, even though we weren't yet born, fall into sin and death when when Adam fell. Mm. And I think that... And that that takes a big, you know, big chunk out of the argument of racism. And it, it takes something else too, which I turned to Pastor and I said, when you said that, I went, 
So what does he think about abortion? Ooh, not getting rid of the genealogies. And what about what's happening with children today? That gave me trafficking. Mm. That gave me the greatest assurance the fury that I don't have to convince yeah. God the fury. to get involved. Yeah. The fury of his love is involved. Ooh, not our fury. And I think a, an really important part of me. what he said, which stood out to me, and I, when something stands to me, I write, write it down. So it goes in, you know. And he said, every one of us in heaven are able to be traced back to the genealogy of Adam because being human being qualifies us to be sons of God. Mm. Adam, angels don't get to be called that. Right. They get to no. be called servants. But the fact that we are human makes us son. And then when Pastor turned to me when he was teaching and she said, from the Spirit, so what do you think he thinks of abortion? And the Lord gave me that visual of when we commit that act, we're actually disconnecting that life from the genealogy mm. in heaven. There it is. That they're actually that meant to fulfill it. to connect them to the next person. So-and-so was the son of so-and-so was the son of so-and-so. So that person was aborted and therefore they cannot connect to the next person. And that, child, no genealogy. And that child who was trafficked cannot yeah. because they're taken, their life's taken. They never know they're a son of Adam. They have a lineage. A lineage. They have something. And so that comes down to, Pastor, what Jesus' words were. Have you ever asked, why did you say this, Lord? Why did you say, suffer the little children. Why use the word suffer? Why use that word I'm suffer the little children to come unto me and then declare with declaration, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Mm. I would ask, why don't you just say something like Bring. Bring. Yeah. Come and come on, just let them come. No, he used the word suffer mm. because he knew children suffer. Yeah. Wow. I hope that explodes your world. Wow. No, it does. Hallelujah. Because oh, I know it explodes mine because now I go back to my father and I say they're getting cut off. Yeah. These precious ones are being cut off for all that you've got for them. And you helped me tonight. Yeah. You said, but God's making a way. So I say, Lord, if there's one, one person who'll stand in the gap, mm. don't destroy because of evil. Mm. And you would say, well, would he destroy if there was one person, not 50 or 10? Yes, he would hold off from destroying them and the Scriptures clearly say that he looked for one to stand in the gap. Wow. 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 Now explode that. I need three <laughs> big explosions. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Burn them. Why, why are you getting excited, Pastor? I am so excited. the reality of the one just hit her. I know, I know, I'm just stirring. I'm very <laughs> excited because we don't have to convince the Father. Yeah, that's right. Ooh. There's no convincing. 
And so that brings us to the why with Jonah again, going back to that. The whole move of evangelising Nineveh was God's idea. Yes. Yeah. A motivation. It wasn't Jonah's idea. Mm. And the Lord told Jonah, you give them the message I give you. In other words, I don't want you to mix your words oh my with God. my words. Mm. And so I brought out another point tonight. Thank the you. gospel according to you is the most effective gospel. Mm. Now, I know we, we need the basic tenets of the faith when we preach the gospel. Yeah. But the methodology you use, the wording you use, the motivation, it's, that's unique to you, yeah. right? You mm. don't want to present the gospel in another man's um, sort of style or, or anointing. You can't. God has anointed you to present his message his way. So as he said to Jonah, he says to us, only tell them the message that I give you. Mm -hmm. So that makes it very personal to you how you preach the gospel. And as soon as I say preach the gospel, everybody has this preconceived <laughs> idea of standing on a soapbox on a yeah, street no, corner no, and no, no. Yeah, Lord <laughs> is telling you all to repent of your sins and, right. you know, he wants to forgive you or you're going to hell. That's oh, what they know. say. One of them is turn or burn. Oh, wow. With the auctioneer boys. I think the soapbox methodology is a thing of the past. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying it's cancelled out. I also, I also feel this, you know, this vision of stadiums full of people and, you know, one man getting up there. I'm not going to say that's ended, but it's definitely not the current way that God is reaching New York City. Well, it hasn't worked right? for the last five months. It doesn't work no. that way. Like, you know, we, we have the street corner preachers, the subway train preachers, and honestly, it gives the kingdom more of a bad reputation than a good one. Yeah. Because A, did God send them? We don't know. Ooh. And B, the message that they're giving, is that the, the word that he gave them? Ooh. And so, you know, at the end of the day, um, the gospel you present you have to receive that by revelation from God. That's why when we ask the why, he mixes that with a personal revelation to us. Okay, so, and Peter had the same experience when he shared the gospel with Cornelius, the first Gentile, to receive, you know, the grace of God. The Lord told him exactly what to do, not what to say, but what to do. Because Peter knew why he was sending, you know, the Lord was sending mm. him to the Gentiles. Yep. That's it. It's a lot to take. And just in. before yes. we go to break, I made the connection tonight, and I know this is not new to some of the talkers, but to other visitors online. Simon, the son of Jonah. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Peter, the apostle, his father's name was Jonah. And Peter was in Joppa. Hmm. probably in the vicinity of where um, Jonah the prophet took the ship in the op opposite direction. Hmm. So can you see how the Holy Spirit has redeemed? Jonah the prophet's disobedience gets redeemed by Apostle Peter, the son of Jonah, at Joppa, the very same city that, you know, preaching to the Gentiles began in the Old Testament is the very same city 
that Peter gets the revelation yeah. to allow Gentiles into the community of faith. Wow. Wow. Nothing new under the sun. And you know, right. we had a threefold witness tonight. Peter, the son of Jonah, mm -hmm. Jonah the prophet, and then little, little Jonah-to-be, the, <laughs> the son of this young man and his wife. We had three Jonas in church tonight. Wow. And, the other and none of them were on the run. No. <laughs> and that's no joke. <laughs> and the other thing is you said the gospel according to you. And one of the things that added to Jonah, little Jonah tonight and his father was the fact that I could share my testimony yeah. about how I carried my son, Brooke, for 12 months, mm -hmm. which is a medical a miracle. miracle. Yeah. But when he, they were going to bring, him, bring me into the hospital and terminate or invade or do whatever they were going to do because they didn't tell me much. But I went before the church and the church prayed for me. And when I went in the following week, my baby started to grow instead of just staying at the pace where it was, at the place. Mm. And it was called insufficient placenta, so the baby hadn't grown. But after the prayer of the church, things started to happen and it started to grow. And that's similar to what's going on with little Jonah. Mm. So my testimony tonight was the gospel mm. to him. Yeah that he heard the Lord when he wasn't even married to his wife, that his son was going to be called Jonah. I looked to him and said, you're going to have a little boy. Mm. So the whole thing just came together tonight. Wow. It was a night of miracles. When we were coming down tonight, when we were coming down, my prayer was tonight, I want something Big diff and make it different, Lord. Make it different than any other time. And I believe he was the result. Aww. We also are, we you arrived at church uh, feeling really, really heavy. Break, so. mm -hmm. Because Pastor put on the armour of God five times on each of us <laughs> in the car. He does that. So we were overloaded. <laughs> does that. Oh, right. Look, we all need the armour. So y'all go put on the armour of God while we on this here break. <laughs> to come back for some more of portals. Thank you. Ask why you need to put the armor on. Oh, Lord Jesus, that's going to be our whole thing now, asking why the whole time. And that you get the answer. Yeah. Estás escuchando Portals con la doctora Robin Cassis, donde ella recibe del cielo y te lo regala a ti. Este programa es narrado por Shania Anis y presentado por el liderazgo de Torque New York, la pastora Robin Cassis, el pastor Tony Cassis y el pastor Nathan Cassis. Sigue escuchando para que recibas mucho más. Why? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you. 
Just sing why. Why, why, why? Nothing but a free feel. I think I've found a new talent. Beatboxing. Why do, why do you think that? That mic needs to be the day. <laughs> I, I know. I think I'm dreaming a bit. Can, my, can the team just mark that mic <laughs> as Pastor yeah. Tony's? You can know. we have some Clorox wipes, please? <laughs> right. Just mark that one, you know. Hand sanitizer. It's Keep right. your breath in one mic, Pastor Tony. Wait, just subtopics. <laughs> I'm just a little humor here. Sometimes, because we share these microphones and talk for testimonies, and sometimes you get up and you take the t- the mic for the testimony, and there's this funky smell because people's. You're just like, I want to thank the Lord for the. You know, am I the only one that smells the mic sometimes? She just smelled the mic. <laughs> I don't, oh, we don't use time. any other mic except our own personal mics. Yeah, so this we is have my mic. No, one no I'm, talking the, I'm talking about the I'm talking other about mics. Us, the uh, ones I that don't have you. designated mics. You, you get up and steal my mic all the time. Then what do your breath smell like? We've been isolated <laughs> fresh. to know that we're not positive on any level. It's all right. Pastor Robin doesn't smell the mic. She licks them instead. Oh, oh my <laughs> <Why>? goodness. <laughs> not... Anymore. Not anymore. That was before. That was pre-quarantine. I think we should yes. focus on that was, this yes. last segment. Can we focus Why? on the uh, one? I don't the, the mini? the mic. <laughs> I just <laughs> went through Too an much. action of looking She's like giving you I the did. why. She's giving you the why. She was, it was summertime and he wanted ice cream. Yes, some people do foolish things. So I was just showing. Actually, I was. I was yeah, showing. you were imitating that you needed an ice cream. Yeah. Or something else, yeah. I'm getting that imagery out of my mind right now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. So, Pastor, how do we wrap this up? It's my question. Yes, please. I, I brought it around to... Because um, you linked it with Revelation. Yeah, I want to I wanna ask a question. And I want to say, why do you think this way? Why do you think that God would have not destroyed um, got Sodom and Gomorrah, if there'd been one righteous. Now, we're not talking wow. 50, we're not talking 10, we're talking one. That's a big difference from 50 down to 10. And then go again and say, would he have kept the city if there'd been one? Yeah. Mm, they Why? just landed. Jesus. I think... Um, why? No one can really answer that, only the Lord. But I would err on the side of, yes, the extra grace. The reason why I say that is during that time of, you know, interaction between the Lord and Abraham, it's the Lord again, because remember the Lord, instigated. the Lord instigated the outreach to Nineveh. It wasn't Jonah's mm, idea. Mm. It's it good. started with the Lord. He said, I want you to go to Nineveh and yeah. preach to the city. So it was God's idea. That's the why. And same with Abraham. The Lord turned to Abraham and said, shall I not tell Abraham what I'm about to do? Mm. Yeah. Fully knowing that Abraham yearned for his nephew who had been away from him for many, many years now. And he was hoping that his nephew Lot would have at least maintained his faith and maybe even brought other people as proselytes to the faith. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that was not the case. So the question is, why did Abraham stop at 10? 
Because oh, it was, it was Abraham who stopped interceding at ten righteous. Mm, now, the question now. we asked church tonight was, if Abraham didn't stop at ten, let's say he, and I want to repeat his word, you say, you know, let the Lord not be offended, peradventure. Let's say there's five righteous in the city. Would you destroy the city for five? Now, I would think the Lord would respond just like he did for the 40, the 30, the 20, yeah. the yeah. 10. And say, so, okay, I won't destroy for five. And then pastor added another angle on it. What if he went down to one? What if there was only Lot that maintained his righteousness? Mm. And the truth is Lot was the only person who came out of that city of Sodom who was righteous because not even his wife mm. was righteous. Remember, she died. Yep. She turned. Yep. She turned into salt. And his daughters weren't believing because they committed incense straight after that. See? Mm. So Lot was in a pretty was in pretty bad shape, but he was still saved. And and we asked the question if Abraham had taken the Lord down to one person, yeah. would he spare the city for one? And then the trick question was how you answer that is reflecting your understanding of God's grace oh. and, and your motivation of the gospel. And that comes into two more things that you can add to it. Why? Because God wanted Abram to keep on going, to keep on asking because of love. God wanted it because the Word of God says he looked. Yeah. He looked for a man mm. who looked, God oh, looked yeah. for one to stand in the gap. In the gap. One. Yep. It wasn't man looking for a man. Mm. It was God. He was looking for a man to stand in the gap. And you see, what does that mean? That means to me that he would have saved because of his grace, mm. his overpowering grace, his redeeming grace. Come on, give me some other names for grace. His enabling grace. His enabling mm. grace. Overcoming. His overcoming grace. All sufficient. All sufficient yeah. grace. Yeah. Empowering, empowering grace. Mm -hmm. You and see, he would have done that. Transforming. Because, you see, he will go and mm. go because he wants his family. Yeah. He wants his family. So we come back to why he does this. It's because he wants people saved because they're his family. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Which we brings us to what it. you said. We don't get it. True sharing of the gospel is when God motivates you to share about his motivation for the person. Yeah. Not when you're motivated to share God. When he puts that in you, he knew that Abraham would bring him down. So, you know, and he knew that Abraham would say, just like he knew with Moses, you know, unfortunately Moses fell into a sin of frustration and misrepresenting him. But he knew in Moses that when he said, like, move aside so I can wipe these people out, he knew that Moses would say, you know, let me stand in the gap. So it's like the law puts the motivation in us to motivate, to, 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 
towards that person for his motivation. And that's where the why is. That shows the why. The why is when you can leave the 99 and go, go after, after the, the one. one. The what, the how, the when will all you always have you focusing on the 99. Oof. But the why will take you to the one. And, right. and the what and the how will always lead you back and detour yep. you. Detour you. Does, so yeah. you don't have anything revealed because you will get detoured into circumstances and yep. situations revealing to you the how. Yeah. And, oh. and circumstances don't reveal God's how. I'm going to tell you that now. Because he said, none of us have his ways. His ways are higher, mm. they're greater, they're deeper, they're wider. Yeah. So you've got to see this, you see. We've been depending on, that's why I'm so glad that he said that season of how is mm. over. And the most exciting thing that he was saying about that is we don't get to reveal it, but he, he gets does. to reveal it. And you know, Pastor, when you shared in the foundations and the prophetic, it's funny because one time Moses stepped in and God allowed it, but then another time he stepped in and we teach on that and that became a pr prophetic pitfall. What was that pitfall, Shania? Oh, my Student, gosh. what was Moses' you pitfall? Do that. Uh, family was, I mean... Overprotectiveness. Overprotectiveness. Yes. Yes. You were close. It's all right. It's 5 a.m. You get an F. But it, <laughs> but it was family. It was family. And it was overprotective it was, of yeah, the family. It was family. But then was why in one, can I ask before you go into this fi finishing, why in one breath did God allow it for him to stand in the gap, being like an intercessor, because we're asking why, but then in another breath it became a pitfall and the Lord said, right, because of that, you know, you're not going to enter in. All right. I mean, it's another big question. The first time he struck the rock was a metaphor, was symbolic of Jesus being struck for Bring the out. sins of men. Yep. Yes. And then the, the water of life gushes out of the cross, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Remember the water came yeah, out yeah. of his side. The second, the second part with the rock, the Lord told Moses not to strike the rock. Because he would to strike Jesus again. Because that's crucifying. Striking. Speak to the rock. Speak to the rock. Now, Ooh. the second, he said speak to the rock, again, symbolising the receiving of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Girl, All you right? get this prophetic. So Jesus gets struck to give us life. Jesus. And then what do you do when you get saved? You, 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 you. You literally use that striking that yep. Jesus had that shed his blood to get you into the kingdom and then you Feel. ask the Father for the Holy Spirit. Spirit. You don't strike the Holy Spirit. You ask the Father to give you the Holy mm. Spirit and that's what Moses misrepresented. Mm -hmm. but, okay? he's, but he was so wonderful because he knew that, um, I'll give you this, he knew that Moses' method was off. Mm. But his motive mm. was for the people and for God. So he didn't let him go in, but he took him and showed him. Yeah. yeah. That's a faithful God. That's funny. You said only one time, the one, he would only let prophetically the rock be struck once. Because it only takes one time. Yeah. 
The why shows it only takes one time for redemption. The why speaks to that one person that God will pinpoint, locate. I mean, so many things that come with the Holy Spirit revealing the why. Mm-hmm. And Even with Jonah, with the why not, he was unable to see the why, which is why he couldn't see the one person in Nineveh that could have been saved. And wow. yes, and God would have saved Nineveh yeah. just for that one yep. person. But I want to say this to you, and that is... See what I'm saying tonight to all those that are listening. The word is revealing the why. You don't have to look to circumstances and situations. You don't have to look to the media. You need to look to the word of God. That's how you will know the why. It will come alive. His word will come alive. I'm going to put that in my jingle. All right, so I hope that helps people understand why God was so, angry with Moses, mm. right? Because he was, in a sense, crucifying Christ twice. Mm. And uh, I just wanted to go back because Pastor mentioned the look looked for one yeah. out of Ezekiel twenty-two verse thirty. So I sought for a man among them mm. who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. There it is, talking about the land. God could have been looking for just one with Sodom, not to destroy it, right? Mm -hmm. If Abraham took the liberty to bring it down to one, but Abraham, again, probably led by the Spirit, stopped at ten. I believe in the hope that, you know, nephew Lot and his family would have stayed in the faith, but unfortunately they didn't. Mm. And so it comes down to this one point here. And that is, is God asking us to stand in the gap for America? Oh, my God, he is. For the world? Oh, my God. Is he? I know he is. This is why this is a significant word. It's not your strength. It's you being brave. Say this. It's not your strength. It's you being brave. Yes, Lord. I don't know what it's going to mean for me to stand in the gap, but I know I want to see children saved. Mm. Children that are being lost through something that is deep on my heart to do with trafficking. I want to see them saved. So, Lord, please save the children. Amen. Yes, Lord. Wow. Wow. And if you agree <laughs> with me, every single person that's listening, I want you to hit that button right now. Give me now. some hearts. Hit that button right now of your thumb going up. Please, every one of you right now, hit the button and keep it ringing. Keep it ringing. Keep it going. Put Everybody's your fingers a, on the button. Yes, <laughs> get your fingers on the button wow. so that we can show the Lord. We want the same Lord. We want to see the same. So hit that button with your thumb right now. Yes. Mm. Come on, hit it now. 
Every one of us. Sorry, they blocked me. Right. Oh, they blocked me. <laughs> I've hit it so many times. I'm not on Facebook, so I'll just oh, give you the I'm going to hit it. They're I'm hit. hitting oh, it. Lord Don't Jesus. you dare come against my hitting it right oh, now. I've got to find my way in it because so many people you're, are hitting you're it. You're striking that button more than you're once. You're striking or twice. the rock. <laughs> no, people are outdoing right. me. Look at them. Oh, my Lord. Oh, wow. Look at them. Keep hitting it. God's listening. Yes. Strike. Facebook oh, yeah. is not going to determine. Oh. Now why? All right, Shania, I have to do my orbital parking yeah. very soon. Got some prophetic friends? Yeah. Yes. Wow, Can we haven't we? had this one in a while. Uh, let's go for it, shall we? You're very mm. quiet. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. She's taking it all in. She's tired. <laughs> but you're uh, taking it in. She yes. Is. I'm taking it in. She's asking why. Yep. Why am I so sleepy right now? Yeah. Why, <laughs> why, why am I still here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go no, around the world. I know why. I know. Tajahao, Ningxianzai正在收听的是广播节目 Portos. Portos是由Robin Cassis博士从天堂接受的讯息分享给您。节目由Shania&Lin所主持,由纽约的Torque教会主任牧师Robin Cassis博士以及助理牧师Tony Cassis、Nathan Cassis所共同呈现。别忘了每个礼拜二准时收听我们的Portos。It's Prophetic Friends! I need like a jingle. Where's Christina? It's time for Prophetic Friends! We'll make up something. I have another Jonah word. Go for it. For a brother in Mexico. Mm. I believe he lives in Mexico City. And his name is Pedro, which is Peter, in Hispaniol. And the Lord says to Pedro in the southwest portion of Mexico City, my son, I'm making you also one who reaches the unreachable, one who touches the untouchable, and you are my instrument of love and grace to all who are connected to you. And so reach out to me, Pedro. Pedro from the southwest of Mexico City. Mm. And people know, people who hear this podcast in Mexico know who I'm talking about because you're an evangelist. And there's signs and wonders that accompany your word, says the Lord. And I'm about to bless you with government uh, support and government approval. In fact, there's members of government that you're going to bring to saving grace, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's very good. Jim, that one. Wow. 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 I have nothing, but I'm going to step out because I'm going to be brave. You're going to be brave from, and risk. Like Pastor Robin says, from the time you get from there to there, you'll have something. Foundation yes. students, I quoted you that one at class. All right. The Lord would say to um, my people, I am indeed doing a new work and I am showing you the why. And as I show you the why, the Lord says, I'm going to cut off some options that you've held on to. And these options have led you down the path of how and what and when and who, but they've been distractions. And the Lord says there'll be three areas within the next two to three months that I'll begin to cut off because they've led you down 
a, um, a path of distraction and a detour from the enemy. And the Lord says, if you seek me with earnest heart and if you seek me with a clear motive and a pure motive of wanting to know why, to be motivated for a heart change, the Lord says, then I'll speed up the process and you won't have to feel like you've got to go around the mountain again. And that word, I believe, specifically is for the people of New York City. Because the Lord says, I'm honouring this city because the church is kept open in this city. It's my voice in the midst of when they're trying to shut my voice down. Things are speeding up in New York and the world is watching New York for the next step. So take your place, saints of New York City, in that governmental authority and don't look to circumstance to show you the why. But let me show you the why so you can show others the why, mm -hmm. says the Lord. Yeah, similar to what I've got. Well, have you got have anything? Um, just uh, one, um, I just felt, not felt, I heard the Lord say to look around, there's one, and the one starts with you. And there are many among you, and you are not just one, but there are many more around you. Okay, and and the Lord continues to say, because it's all about New York at the moment. Mm -hmm. It's all about New York. And the Lord continues to say to you, I told you, I told you before that New York, New York would come forward. They would be the one that leads because this is my heart. My heart beats through New York. The enemy would love to destroy but my heart beats through New York. And know this, the Lord says, and I declare it now from the Lord, there will be no going back, but there will be going forward. There will be no threats. They are empty. Do not succumb to the empty threats, the Lord says, but keep your eyes on the prize, God says, for New York is going forward to lead others and the church will begin to open, says God, because I'm moving by my spirit. I'm moving by my spirit and I am raising up the standard for the church, says the Lord. Amen. Wait, I feel to do this. Continue, wow. continue. Go again, continue. And the Lord would continue to say that uh, I'm pouring out grace on signs and wonders. Mm. And so my people, once you get my why, mm. I'm going to empower you on the how. And that means you will step out not knowing my next move until you've stepped out, says the Lord. I'm wow. going to continue because I feel to keep it continuing. Keep it going. And the Lord continues to say that in, the next, uh, in this next phase of me pouring out my grace on New York City, there's going to be three states that are going to join with New yes. York City and yes. look towards New York City on how to move into reopening like New York has. And the Lord says, I'm going to humble three leaders from these states. And they're and going I'm to going, be oh, go for on it. negativity. I'm go. not going to say Democrat. Target. I'm going to say Republican. But those that are not in agreement, there's three states that are going to do a complete turnaround. And this is going to move God's heart to even and do more, says the Lord. Wow. Yeah. Yes, and the Lord continues to say, so stand in the gap, 
stand in the gap. It has power for you to stand in the gap. It is not, um, it's not in vain and you're not, um, you're not, um, oh, Jesus, come on, tell me what the word was, Lord. Go ahead, just rest. So stand in the gap for your prayers are hitting the ground running, flooding the streets and having the ripple effect of change. That's and do you have any more? And I have, do you have? I just felt a strong flow. And, and I have something for Melbourne, Australia. It's an empty threat. It will be over soon, says the Lord. Hallelujah. It will be over soon. Know this, Sydney, Australia, Melbourne, know this church. I'm cleaning up the city. Doesn't matter what the devil's doing, I'm cleaning up the city, says the Lord. And you will see it open soon, says your God. Let's give the Lord a hand. Wow, we're just taking that in. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Wow. Someone keeps trying to get me. Sometimes. I have no idea. Hallelujah. Well, Lord, why are they calling me? <laughs> just <laughs> right. Wow. Well, guys, this has been another Portals Live and a Portals podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you soon. Bye bye now. Bye bye. You should do a jingle. I'll give you the jingle. Portals Live. I'll attach the jingle. You have to listen to the Spotify. Because we're going to turn to it get into a jingle. podcast for Spotify. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful. Why am I giving you a jingle? Come on. Come on, everybody. You're still on. Tell them love, 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 love you, Lord. Come on. Tell them. Hallelujah. All right. We love you guys on Portals Live. We'll see you next week about the same time. God bless you. God Johnny. Mount Vernon called me. Is that Bev? Yeah. Was she at the hospital? She might have been in the hospital. She went to hospital. Would she be?